Welcome to the Firearms Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I am your host, Rob Beckman, and we have a special episode today to talk about Walk the Talk America. Don't know what that is? Hold on, and you're going to find out. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. This episode is brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearm Trainers Association. Head on over to the, their website, at ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10. This episode is brought to you by Mantis X. The Mantis X is a must-have for any serious firearm instructor. The Mantis X is a high-tech, lightweight, precision sensor that attaches to a gun, analyzes a shooter's movement patterns, and displays all the information in real time on a smartphone or tablet. The Manus X gives instructors objective, data-driven feedback on things that you and I can't see so that you can coach your students more effectively. Get 10% off with promo code FTP10 at MantisX.com. Our guest today is Michael Sudini, the president of Walk the Talk America. Welcome, Michael. Thanks for making time for us today. How are everything doing for you out in Vegas there? Uh, they're great. And Rob, thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Spreading the word. So pleasure is all mine having you on and some of our loyal listeners might be thinking you know where does walk the talk america come in when it comes to instructors and training uh because what we're going to talk about today is a very um real s- subject and the reason i wanted to bring michael on talk about walk the talk america is because as trainers and instructors we stand up in front of students we stand up in front of a lot of different people and we talk about gun ownership we talk about how to be safe with guns we talk about all that we are the perfect avenue to get up and, t- and start talking to people about the exact topic that michael's going to talk about today and that is going along and taking responsibility as a 2a community for mental health and not waiting for legislation come down and say that we have to do it this way we have to do it that way which I think all of us know when it comes to legislation, it might be well-intentioned, but one size does not fit all with that. So that's my precursor into all of this. So Michael, tell us what is Walk the Talk America and what you and me have been talking about for the last five or 10 minutes before we started recording. Well, Walk Talk America is an organization that is uh, almost one year old to the day. Uh, we're getting right, we're right up against it. Um, I started it with Rob Pincus, Colleen Noir, Maria Kurnasovic, uh, John Renzulli, uh, Kenya Gleason. These are all people that I've known throughout the industry that have helped me uh, either have been a friend or, you know, just helped me uh, from a business standpoint. And I wanted to reach out to the so-called other side, which was mental health and work hand in hand with them um, to develop programs and policies to make the United States a better place for firearm owners and just better all overall mental health. Right. Um, and at first when it, when I started it, it was kind of like, Hey, we'll just raise a bunch of money and we'll give it to mental health. And you know, the mental health people will help us figure out how to, you know, disperse it amongst the people to make the United States a better place, but um, it's grown uh, drastically since then. As a matter of fact, I think now we're at the point now where we have our own mental health policies um, and courses and programs, as opposed to just relying on giving our money to an organization uh, like Mental Health America, which we have partnered with and they do help us. 
Um, but that's, that's what our organization is all about. Uh, it, when I first started it, it was, it was very much like a mental health awareness type deal. Um, and also kind of just showing the rest of the world, Hey, the two, a community cares and there we're out here. We actually want to do something because I've always hated the way that we've been portrayed. Um, because we're so uh, guarded when it comes to our rights, right? So it's easy for us to always kind of not engage in conversation, but just turn away and be like, leave us alone, right? We're stigmatized just like mental health is. So um, when I first started it, that's what I wanted. Uh, it's become so much more than that and so much more important. And some of the things that we'll probably discuss today, they mean so much more now than they did a year ago. Um, and that's just through trial and error and experience, you know? Yeah, I mean, from the first podcast that I heard you on was the concealedcarry.com podcast with Riley Bowman, and you were talking about things during then, and then I interviewed Rob Pincus during the USCCA Expo about Walk and Talk America, and we, were, you and I were just talking about how much of things have changed in the last 12 months for you as an organization with it. And I think that's really great. One of the things I thought was really great that Rob Pincus was talking about is the mental health assessment tool that you now have on your website where you know, it doesn't ask for a whole lot of, of information, you know, name, address, or anything else like that. It's just an evaluation. At any time, you can go out there, plug in your information. It's not re reporting anything. Always students bringing resources to your knowledge about what to do things. I think that's, that's great because does mental health affect all of us? Yes. I mean, from high school or college students that are stressed out over, you know, exams, to parents that have, you know, young kids, to people that have financial problems, legal problems, different things like that. We're under stress in different mental health problems from time to time. And being aware of those is extremely important. That's not even, you know, talking about the people that have diagnosed mental health issues and the, and the issues that they have to deal with on a day-to-day -day just to be able to cope with their uh, disease that they have. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's now that I'm in the weeds of mental health, and I, I, I'm talking about it every day. Uh, you know, I, before the show started, I told you that I left my position at Eagle Imports, sold my, my stake in the business to go to Walk Talk America full time. But um, because it has become a passion, but like if I, if I had a dollar now for every family member or friend from the past where I, you know, I've started to learn a lot about conditions, uh, even things as the different levels of anxiety and things like that. I go back now to all these moments in my life and I'm like, that, that's what that was. Or that kind of explains that behavior from that person. So uh, I agree with you hundred percent that mental health is just, it's now finally coming out into the forefront. I mean, we've, we've known about it for a while, but it's really coming out now. We're really starting to understand uh, you know, anxiety behaviors, uh, you know, personality disorders, uh, why people, you know, why you have these athletes that throw everything away. Um, and it almost looks like they've made the choice to do it. Like they just said, Hey, one day I want to wake up and just blow it all. Uh, there's so many things that I, that I now see. And there's just, I don't think there's anybody, if you say that you're not uh, one degree or, you know, I think we all have mental health and we all have to be concerned of our mental health, but to, I think we all have that one person or, you know, we're very close to somebody that, that battles it in a bad way, you know, that could do something. So yeah, some people are diagnosed, some people are not diagnosed, but either way, I think one of the things that's really special about walk talk America is it's all about starting the conversation. It's not coming in one day to your 
family member's house and taking all their guns. It's going along having those conversations now, getting resources for them. And then if it makes sense, you know, do you, you go along and ask them, okay, maybe I'll hold on to your guns for a little while, you know, until you get over this episode, but you've already built that trust ahead of time. And I think that's one of the things that's so important about Walk and Talk America that it talks about building those bridges, those uh, relationships and conversations ahead of time, because we all know across the country, they, there are a lot of red flag laws that are being proposed where somebody's going to come knocking on your door and want to take all your guns. Now, as gun owners, we all know that that really strikes a chord with all of us because of how guarded we are. But at the same time, we also have to admit that sometimes that's the best thing for people that really have mental health problems. What we're trying to do as a community is trying to get out in front of that so we don't have to wait for somebody to legislate or somebody to get a, get a uh, protection order before anything's done. If somebody comes to you and says, hey, hold on to my guns, they trust you, you trust them type of thing, you'll hold on to them. And if they, when they feel better and get over that anxiety attack or personality disorder, whatever they're having, hey, you know they're better, they know they're better, and you can go along and uh, you know go on with life versus going through all the legal hurdles that red flag laws could potentially put out there. And that's one of those things where, as a community, if we can get out in front of it, we we don't need the Supreme Court to uh, overturn red flag laws because we'll overturn them and show that we, as a community, can be caring and and making a difference out there without legislation forcing it upon us. Yeah, absolutely. And and one of the one of the most important things that people I think need to understand that what, what walk the talk America is doing it. And, and I hate the way that I talk about it because it does sound like I'm bragging, but I'm just so proud of the organization. Right. So it's like, um, I I'm on the front lines. I'm there. I, I talk to the anti-gun people. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm put in rooms with people that I know they're not going to like me when they, they find out who I am. So I'm very proud of, the things we've accomplished. So we're showing the world where we really are. I mean, I've, I've had people legitimately just say this, what you're doing here with your, what you're doing with the card, what you're doing with the band, um, you know, the, the awareness you're uh, bringing to the forefront and all the discussions you're having is awesome. They can't deny it because we got to stop looking as an industry at ourselves as uh from the perspective of law-abiding citizen, and that's what we use it, we are, right? The majority of us are law-abiding citizens, so it's so hard when people are trying to talk about taking away our rights or the rights of the law-abiding citizen to not get frustrated and angry. And we gotta kind of flip it and make people understand, like they're talking about those very small few that give us a bad name or you know, might suffer a crisis. Mm -hmm. That's not the majority of us, but I feel like we overlook it because we don't want to talk about it because it's not the majority of us. Right. So that's, that's what we, really, yeah. what I mean, we're, we, we as gun owners, we, we know that one gun nut that just is a little bit off that we ourselves probably say, Hey, they probably shouldn't have something or somebody should go talk to them a little bit about, you know, where they keep their guns or, you know, maybe somebody should hold on to them a little bit until they get through this divorce until they get through this, you know, financial crisis, all those, all those types of things. Well, and I just want, I want to bring, you know, mental health discussions right to the forefront regardless, right? Because our community is full of tough guys. I mean, we are, we're, we're, mm -hmm. we're, we're, 
we know how to handle ourselves. Most of us are well-trained. I mean, obviously you train and, and you, your purpose is to pass on your knowledge and expertise to people and hope that they use it. Or maybe we hope they don't have to use it, but they're prepared in the future when it happens. Um, there's a general consensus around all of us. And that goes for all the female shooters I know, or, you know, the two A people that we rally with and, and, and we go to these shows is that, you know, we are tough and we, we, we're used to being stigmatized and, and, you know, we do know politics and all that stuff. So for me to just throw out there and just add this wrinkle, like, Hey, we got to make sure we're okay as well. I think it's a great thing. Um, you know, I've had so many more discussions with, people that I adore in the industry, whether they're uh, vets or, you know, trainers or things like that, that we normally wouldn't have this talk about mental health. So now we're a little bit more attuned to when someone's going through divorce or, you know, hey, talk to me about it. It's cool. You know, I know you're not just going to be like, yeah, man, I'm fine. You know, um, you know, bringing it to the forefront and talking about it, something that we've never been able to do as an industry um, and I think that's why the reception was so big in the beginning, because when I would talk at these events like uh, Denver Gun Days, you know, in the beginning, I did not expect people to come up to me after, you know, the presentation with tears in their eyes or hug me or say, like, thank you. Like, yeah, I, I have a family member that suffers from this or I suffer from PTSD and people don't understand that I need my firearm and I need to be able to go to the range. It helps keep me from snapping, um, mm -hmm. you know, these are the things we've never been able to talk about, especially because we've been on the defensive so long and we're so worried um, and rightfully so, right? And that's that's one of the great things I wanna to talk to you about today is Mental Health America, they're going after New York now. Uh, they're going after New York because I've been collecting enough data and enough stories from my website, from the shared story site. Um, and then we had a gentleman that came forward to share his story and I was able to, to call the higher ups at Mental Health America and say, I can't believe that you're that, you let New York do what New York does because everything they're about is what you tell me is wrong. Um, to even ask the question, to even ask the question on the, they believe on the, uh, the form to say like, did you, have you ever suffered a mental health crisis or you ever been, you know, committed yourself to, they don't believe in that. They actually believe that that doesn't matter. Right. Because the only predictor of future violence is previous violence, not mental health diagnosis. You know, um, and it's a blow. It's a, it's a far out concept for a lot of people, but it's true. I mean, from all the research I've done. So that's been the other opportunity is, you know, I couldn't have scripted it better. It took me a year of kind of working with MHA, earning their trust, um, showing them that we're serious about this and that we're getting ahead of it. And now they're listening and they're actually putting something into action. And I'm really excited about this New York thing. This, this just happened about two weeks ago um, where they got their advocacy groups together and they do understand that New York and New Jersey, places like that, they have to change. So, you know, I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, I know a little history behind Mental Health America, but why did you partner with them and not some of the other mental health organizations in, in America? Why specifically MHA? Uh, so when I first started, like I said, I was kind of just flying blind and throwing everything against the wall, but I knew I had to partner with somebody that wasn't anti-gun. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I came across cause I knew I was going to have to walk into the room. Um, you know, and I was confident, but you know, there, when you have people like Coley and Noir who, 
everybody loves Colian Noir. You know, him telling me, look, man, some of these things are a buzzsaw when you try to walk into them, right? Like you gotta, you gotta really watch where you go into because you could be getting set up. But and you've uh, got it two ways, the 2A community as well as the mental health community. Yes. <laughs> too much in the mental health, you could buzzsaw on the 2A community too. Oh, well, yeah. And, and at first there was a lot of guarded people. I spent a lot of times, uh, you know, a lot of time in, in forums or, you know, in, <laughs> on Instagram battling people trying to say like, Hey, trust me. Like I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing this to hurt my family. It's the way I feed my family. But back to your question. So the main reason was because I came across a position paper that mental health America released that said, look, whether it's a popular opinion or not, uh, we're going to stay neutral on the gun issue. And they concentrated on exactly what I was talking about, which was if we had some money <laughs> or we had, we haven't had the cutbacks that we've had for all the years. And that goes for all the presidents. Okay. There's not, you can't say one side or the other because the date they gave that range when they told me that that's how much the money shrank, uh, it, it, it wasn't just a left right thing. It covers all the political parties. Yes. So, uh, you know, for me that I guess like, okay, they get it. I'm excited about that. You know, and that's who I had to reach out to. And then I threw out, you know, you'll laugh cause you know, Rob, um, I threw out this Hail Mary email and Rob said, don't do it, man. You're not ready. We're not set up yet. And I looked right in the eye and I just lied. I said, <laughs> I said, okay, I'll wait. And he said, okay. And I thought about it and I was like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't. And then I did it and then it happened. And then the funny part is when I, when I, when they contacted me back and said, look, we've been reading your email and we want to meet you. Uh, can you come out to LA to one of our conferences? I was so excited. I called Rob. And I'm like, you're not going to believe this thing. <laughs> I completely forgot. And Rob said, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought we agreed to wait. <laughs> I said, well, I lied, man. <laughs> you waited a couple minutes, right? Before you hit send. <laughs> right. I, I waited a couple minutes, right? But if anyone knows Rob, Rob is, you know, his word is everything. And, you know, his integrity. And, you know, it, it's like, all right, dad, yell at me. Um, but guess what? We got to go to L.A. or <laughs> so. mm -hmm. And he, and he kind of, he laughed. He said, you got lucky. Don't do it again, though. Be careful. You know, so that's, that's how I found Mental Health America. They are the oldest, longest running mental health rights organization on the planet. Uh, they get it. They understand that, you know, they're very protective of mental health and people that battle it. And they'll be the first ones to tell you, like this example that I was telling you about that, that may change the way mental health is perceived in New York when it comes to firearms um, stems from a gentleman who seven years ago went through a horrible breakup and he was very young. You know, he was like, I think 19 and um, he acted out uh, like anybody else would at that age that didn't know how to process what was happening to them. And it came back six, seven years later to bite him. Um, and that to me was, it jumped off the page. So I was like, Hey, you know, the vice president's name is Debbie. I called Debbie. If, um, I said, listen to this story. You know, this kid didn't even do anything to anybody. He didn't hurt anybody. And that's always what you got to look for. Right. Is like, mm -hmm. please tell me you didn't like hit your girlfriend that you broke up with you. Please tell me you just acted out with strange behavior. And he said, yeah, I, I acted out. Um, you know, he's like, I did something to where they thought I was hurting myself. 
and that was it. And it, it was something that passed. It never happened again. Um, and you know, of course, Mental Health America was like, "Yeah, that's not right. He shouldn't lose his gun rights forever because that's, you know, that's what happens." Mm-hmm. Um, and fortunately, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, right. But fortunately, you know, I will say this for the listeners: um, you know, New York is a special, special place when it comes to that. It's not every state that's like that. So I don't want to. It's not fair to say like it's always like that. You know, be afraid all the time. New York, New York, something that needs change. But this is why we're doing this, right? Like. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, from this aspect. Well, that's where, I mean, it's New York this time, you know, where they need to be educated on mental health and then it'll be, you know, Ohio where I'm at, or it'll be, you know, Illinois and Kansas, you know, all, all the States and all the politicians are guilty of going along and ignoring mental health. And that's where we need to speak up a, to get more funding for them and B also go along and be part of the solution of, of mental health because if we go along and sit back and it's not me not me not me well guess what somebody else is going to step up and say this is what i'm going i'm going to propose and that's a really difficult position to be in because then we're like no that doesn't make sense well guess what they got their voice heard we we shut down and we didn't get our voices heard on what makes sense right uh that's a thousand percent correct i mean you said it best you know my thing is like let's be like the alcohol industry and get out in front of it you know, when you see a car accident, uh, it's a drunk driver on the news. No one's going after Johnny Walker. Like, mm-hmm. they, you know, no one's going after Absolute or, you know, Ciroc or, you know, they, they don't. Uh, they understand it. They get it. Like, uh, the alcohol industry started to do things that got themselves in front of it. And we are doing that. I mean, we really are with this range program, with the Hold My Guns, um, you know, other organizations that are doing things similar. But Walk Talk America has a, a safe storage uh, you know, putting this card and I know that, you know, I'm holding a card, but knowing that you can't see it at home, but you can go on the website, WTTA.org and go under the media section. Uh, I have a couple of firearms companies, uh, High Point, Arms Corps, Bursa, Metro Arms, uh, uh, TriStar. They're all putting this in the box. Uh, I'll include the link in the show notes for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, but that the, you know, that type of, stuff, putting this card in there, showing that we care, we're getting ahead of it. We're trying to address mental health. When someone buys a firearm, um, you know, they're going to see this card and they're going to be able to go to the screenings that we talked about earlier in the show. It's those things that the rest of the country needs to see. And we're getting there and we have mental health America on our side. Like we have won them over. I'm, I'm, I'm doing some traveling with the vice president of mental health America uh, for some conferences coming up in the next couple of months uh, some speaking engagements, but I'm getting invited to the table and that's the most important thing, right? Like it was prove you mean it, prove that you care about this, prove that you'll help the industry change their language. Stop saying things like lunatic with a gun or crazy people with a gun or those type of things. And we've done that. I mean, we really have, we've worked on our language a lot and I think enough people have picked up on the press and gotten, you know, we still have some people that need to change, but um, we've done our part. We've shown them that we care. And I think, you know, quite honestly, there's some ideas that I'm pretty sure pretty soon that they'll be taken from us, <laughs> you know? Uh, so Man, that's a heck of a lot to be, to have done in the last year, Michael. So congratulations uh, for you on making it so far. I'm looking really forward. What resources are out there for instructors? I mean, hopefully everybody listening to this is sitting there saying exactly what we need. 
this is what I want to do. I want to talk to my students about it. I want to pass out a card to my students. I want to be able to go along and be in the change agent for my community and making sure people know more about Walk Talk America. What are, what are some of the things that instructors can do that you can speak directly to um, our listeners? Well, it's interesting because the instructor thing has has, has come up lately. It, you know, it's weird how things work. So I would, uh, one of the things that I'm working on right now on the 25th, uh, in Reno, and I know this will, this doesn't matter because, uh, you know, when the show comes out, it'll be past that date, but on the 25th of Reno, we are holding our first two a mental health, uh, community, uh, function training course for continuing education for mental health professionals that want to understand gun culture. Um, which will be taught by Rob Pincus, obviously. Um, but we really found out that we're onto something. This class filled up in two seconds. Uh, so there's all these mental health professionals that actually aren't afraid to come in. They just don't know how to start. And that's what we want to do. Um, so that was a big thing. It's, you know, the training and all that stuff, uh, doing that. And then, you know, having you reach out and say, Hey, you want to be on the show and then tell the story that you told in the, uh, the message, right? Where you said it was in a training course and the guy was wearing you know, one of the WTTA bands the other day. And uh, you said it made a great conversation starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was really great. Yeah. So for, as far as for any trainer that wants to be involved right now, all they have to do is contact me and I will get them out bands and everything like that, that they can pass out. And I think we need to take, I think, you know, what you're saying is you're, you're on to something there that we need to start focusing on this group a little bit more because we're the, you're the ones, I shouldn't say me, I'm the guy who takes the class. Uh, <laughs> you're the ones that are passing on the knowledge and the education and the, you're the ones that they look up to. So, um, you know, they'll pass that information along. So I think that at the very least, you'll be seeing a, a, a kit of some sort that people can use, um, you know, to pass out to their students. I think that would make a lot of sense. But this is fresh. I mean, this all has started like within three weeks. So mm-hmm. see how this works. <laughs> um, like I said, a year ago, you know, when you did your first podcast with Riley and then when I interviewed Rob Pincus during the expo, that was one of those times when I was, he was there talking. And if anybody was listening about Rob Pincus, he talks very fast and he's just, you're sitting there and, and just, I'm in awe listening to him about all the advances that have happened from your podcast to the time I was interviewing Rob. And that's where for this podcast, I was going along like, I got to get Michael on to talk about exactly what's happening. And you've made even more progress since the US uh, CCA Expo back in May there. So it's been two, two plus months since then. And it really sounds like you guys are building up some momentum. You're getting accepted by the mental health community, which is really, really, if we're going to make strides, we've got to have those guys on our side. And at the same time, they've got to understand us and we've got to understand them because there are those people that we need to, they shouldn't have guns. There are those people that, you know, are having difficulties, but maybe shouldn't have them right now. And those are all things that we need to address the community because I think as a community as a whole, we don't like when legislation's forced down upon us. Well, this is our opportunity to go along and let's go along and voluntarily start these conversations so that the legislation never, never gets a foothold. Yeah. I, so think about this um, and what we're doing here and why it's so special. And I had the idea, the idea came to me from 
the book. Uh, it's the behavioral science of firearms uh, by Pirelli. And he, it's a, he's, he's basically a, um, a psychologist, a licensed therapist, like out of New Jersey. And he had no opinion on firearms, but he was asked to make a judgment on someone losing their right, their, their second amendment right due to uh, mental health. Actually, I think the person was trying to get it back. Um, and Pirelli was saying, how do I, how do I make that decision? I, there's no protocol, right? How do you, how do you tell if someone is okay to have their firearms? I mean, that's, that's so he, he dove into the two a community, learned how to shoot and everything like that. Um, so for me, when I started working with the mental health of America people, slowly but surely, I started to get invited on shows that were geared towards mental health, not firearms, which was nice, right? Because it's like acceptance from the so-called other side. Well, I ended up talking to this guy named Jake from Zephyr Wellness in Reno, and he has a show called Noggin Notes. Um, and we developed a friendship after that and he got it. And I said, well, what if we as Walk Talk America, because I know all these instructors and I know Rob what if we put on events that brought the mental health community in, into our world and they could get continuing education for it? Um, do you think people would actually show up? And we didn't know at first. Well, then I was on this roundtable discussion with uh, Pennsylvania uh, prevent su uh, prevention suicide or something like that. I, you know, I deal with acronyms like all day long with every organization that I'm in, but it's PAPS. Uh, um, and they were talking about going down around to local gun shops and trying to get local gun shops to put their literature in the Pennsylvania area that uh, about suicide prevention in there. Um, they found me, they brought me aboard to kind of give them guidance. And one of the things that I couldn't understand is I'm like, what, why isn't anybody helping you do this? Um, to, for, for you as a mental health professional to walk into a, a gun store without having you know, me or Rob or even someone like you, right? Like standing mm -hmm. next to them to kind of vouch. Um, I, I, I found it almost like looking at a tsunami for them. But one of the people on the phone call one time said, should I even be doing this? And, and at first I thought he was going to be adversarial. And I said, you know, I said, uh, no, I'm not trying to exclude you. And he said, no, no, it's not even that. He's like, I've just never even shot a gun. I've never been in a position to do so. <laughs> I don't know anybody that does. I, it's not that I'm, not willing to learn. It's just, I've never had the opportunity. Well, after I got off that phone call and I started to kind of digest that, I started to think about it and I said, why don't we do it? Let's just do it. Let's just make it. So we're doing this first one on the 25th. Um, and like I said, it filled up so fast. Um, we even have people that Jake was telling me this person at first said, no way, no how. And now they're coming to the course to learn. And we're going to create that environment that it's the environment that I faked my way through the first time I went without training shooting. Right. I looked at what everybody else was doing and my hands were shaking and everyone assumed that I knew what I was doing. Yeah. Don't, uh, like, don't look at me. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> right. So everybody knows I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Exactly. So I, what I want to do is, is create a space where these mental health professionals can come in and maybe I kick off the story cause I'm the most ungun gun guy on the planet. Right. Like I, and tell them, look, all that anxiety, all that fear you have, like I had the same thing and you know, now it's gone and I'm never going to be Rob Pincus, right? Like I'm never going to be that sharp and, and polished, but I, I know what you're going through and this is something that you need to understand in our culture. So we're going to talk about gun culture. 
um, why it's important to us. These little things that people don't think about, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm really proud of that. I, I think it's going to be amazing. And and I could see one day if we can develop this to where it's a curriculum, you know, trainers like yourself, you know what I mean? Can maybe hold this course for the mental health professionals. Yeah, I, I think that would be great. I mean, yeah. you know, would we need one every city? No, but could we go along and have it, for, you know, for a region or do different things like that? And I'm sure there's trainers listening to this podcast would be standing up and saying, you know, I'm willing to host this at our range and give them a chance and a little peek inside the two A community because one, it builds those bridges with people that aren't gun people. And second of all, there might actually be people that go along and, and realize that guns aren't as scary and, you know, evil as what they're portrayed in the media about things and on movies. And they go along and start figuring out, wait a minute, this is actually kind of fun. I can shoot it and enjoy myself you know, for the afternoon. So there's, you know, pros, pros going both, both ways because our biggest challenge as a gun community, I believe, and, and I take time during the courses I teach, is to make sure we get the facts out there. Um, there's facts thrown around on movies, you know, John wick just came out and everybody wants to shoot like John wick. Well, <clears throat> it's not really realistic to shoot like John wick because of all <laughs> the, uh, sentiment, uh, cinematography that, you know, enhancements to his, uh, shooting. But at the same time, could we go along and shoot him how to, or show him how to go along and shoot responsibly and safely? Yes. That, that should be the goal of every trainer to, to be able to go along and, and train them on doing it safely and, um, you know, confidently with it. Yeah. There's so much, there's so much to be said about developing a relationship in terms of, even if that is just for a three hour course where you're in an environment where they can ask questions and not feel stupid, you know? Um, and that, environment. Mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's what, it, you know, for me, the knowledge that I passed on, like to have mental health America, to have Debbie Plotnick, at our booth at SHOT Show, you know, manning it with a couple of the other people um, that are in the 2A community that you couldn't even put a price on that because she got to sit there, ask whatever questions she wanted and ask and repeat it. You know, even if she forgot, maybe the next day she'd come in and say, well, what was the difference in that? I mean, people don't understand, like, this is what we have to do. Let's invite them inside to see the world. And what we're going to find, and I guarantee you this, is that we're going to find <laughs> that there's going to be some some mental health professionals that come forward and you know that they're shooters and they're trained, <laughs> you know, and I think that this, it's just going to, it's going to cause conversation and healthy debate. And, um, you know, we're so afraid to go talk to them, right? I mean, as a whole, as a community, um, and this is a perfect way. Let's just invite them in with open arms. And if they can get continuing education uh, credits, there's something in there for them, you know, uh, it filled up fast. I, I'm not, there, yep. there's no exaggeration there. Uh, we made the course available and within two days it filled up and there was a time when I was speaking with Jake from Zephyr wellness and I said, what happens if nobody signs up and it's <laughs> just a couple of our friends. And he was like, well, let's not worry about it. But he felt that there was more, there was going to be more pushback from his side than mm-hmm. the way that the two, a community has accepted everything. Um, and he, he was wrong. Thank God. Um, you know, he said he, he was actually kind of shocked. So yeah. we're moving in the right direction and, and, you know, I can't stress enough. Thank you for having me on. Um, I think the trainers are going to be a huge part of the, the success of, uh, phase two of walk talk America. Yeah. Oh, well, Michael, 
I'm glad to have you on and I hope all the uh, listeners that are out there listen to this podcast and really think about what they can do to make a difference because it's really easy to go along and point the finger and it's their job over there. You know, I could, I could say, okay, Michael, you know, let me know when you've got materials for me to hand out, but I can also go along, go out to your website, download that PDF and print my own cards and start handing them out tomorrow in my class. And that's where the approach I take is, you know, what can I do? Not, you know, depending upon one other person to do it, but I'm, I'm willing to put my neck out and start doing things to make a difference. You know, before the show, I was telling you, you know, I, when I see people, um, gun owners, non-gun owners, I tell them about the program to start the conversation, to let people know that, Hey, we're trying to make a difference. And then last weekend I was teach a USCCA instructor course. And one of the participants had one of your wristbands on. Do you know how great it is to go along and have a teachable moment like that in an instructor class and have everybody say, well, what's that? I've never heard of that. And then they can speak about it where they got it. Uh, and then I can go along and add to it about letting people know that, hey, we've got to take responsibility for our own uh, in the 2A community. And Walk Talk America is, is a great start to that. Yeah, that's I mean, that that made me feel so good when when you put that in the uh, message. Um, it, it, it makes you think, but yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm actually going to confess something in the beginning when I started, uh, walk, talk America, I, I, I purposely kind of played down the two a piece of it. Like I kept saying, look, we're a mental health organization that just so happens to be a bunch of people from the firearms community. And, um, I think I did that. This is like confession right now, but I think I did that because <laughs> I, I didn't know how people were going to react to it. And I knew I was going to be walking into these rooms with people that, you know, kind of looked at us at, at many times as like, Hey, they celebrate when there's mass shootings because they sell more guns, like all that r- dumb rhetoric mm-hmm. and, and misinformation and lies and all those things that happen. Um, but it's so funny now because here we are like one year later and I'm like kicking down the door of mental health and I'm just like the gun people are here and it's been, it's so nice because what, what you find is, is now that we've kind of have these things in our back pocket to show people what we do, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a great thing because we don't know, no longer have to say, well, that stuff that you're saying is just not true. Don't talk to us. We can actually look at people now and say, well, here's what we're doing as a community. It's really cool. Like, you know, Gun Vault has this safe that locks from the inside that goes into a crisis mode that you could set for three, seven, 10, two weeks, um, you know, because when crisis happens, like every minute counts. Um, so you can police your own. They have the safe storage space program. They have the mental health card and they have these bands. And that's the other thing too. Um, you know, we were talking about the flyer. Yeah, so... I can't always send out flyers to everybody, um, but you can print them out online. But if you do contact me and you need bands, um, I will send bands to any instructors that want to pass them out in their class. So, you know, that, that, that is very much appreciated. And I hope uh, everybody will uh, take advantage of that, Michael. And I will put contact information in on the show notes also, how to get a hold of Michael if you want to have some bands to pass out in class. Yeah, it's not hard, man. I, I'm a, I am now a social media whore. Uh, I'm everything that I used to make fun of Rob for now. I'm all, <laughs> so all you got to do is basically throw a rock <laughs> at uh, Facebook or Instagram. Um, 
no, but seriously, I, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, if, if anybody wants them or pass them, I think, I think they really do help. I think for if, even if, if someone takes it and doesn't say a word to you, uh, and they walk away knowing that they have it and they might circle back around, um, and, and take one of those screenings or they might just give it to somebody that needs it, you know? Um, but it's ours. It's the two A community. We we've actually built something here. Well, and the, and the really good thing about it is if they give it to somebody else, it might have saved that person's life. Yeah. I mean, let, let's, let's think about it, you know, from a 2A community standpoint, suicide in the 2A community is very successful. I mean, because we use guns and that's one of those things to where if, if we can go out and get in front of this, we have the, the potential of saving people's lives. And that's one of those things that, uh, you know, people really need to understand about this about this program and one of the reasons why I really believe in it because nobody should die from gun violence, you know, by themselves or anybody else's hands. That's why we train. And that's why we, why I believe we've got to get out in front of this. No, I absolutely. And I want to add to that. Like we finally have a space. We finally have a place where we can kind of like beat our chests and be proud of this and talk about it. Cause every one of us who is a two a person or in the community um, you know, we've gone so long without being able to talk about it. Uh, we know it's there. We know that our uh, first responders and vets and all that stuff, they suffer from PTSD. I mean, you can see the shirt I'm wearing. I support all the organizations that are now finally finding their voice in the 2A community um, to stand up. I, I'm all for this. If you want to start your own Walk to Talk America, I, I will absolutely support you. And, you know, whatever it is you're doing, I, I want to hear about it as well. Um, just because I believe that we need to do that. We need to band together and we need to give people a platform. Um, and I think it could help save lives. Like I've had so many people step forward and now they've become a little bit of an activist, right? Like they've said, I suffered from PTSD or I went through a bad time or when my husband killed himself, you know, I had these thoughts or I wanted this and I had no place to go put my gun. So I gave them to the police and it was a nightmare getting them back because, you know, she was handing them over because she was being responsible. Um, and it came back to bite her. Like, these are the stories that, you know, now I think people can come forward and talk about because it's almost building like a coalition um, where we have each other's backs. It's mm-hmm. like, we're not going to hide in the shadows anymore. Um, if we went through depression and we're a firearms owner, we're going to be able to talk to other people that are going through depression and say, hey, it's okay. This is going to pass you shouldn't lose your second amendment right for it. Or don't say I can't trust myself around firearms when you've been around them 20 years, just cause you're going through this moment. Let's just do the responsible thing. Get that away from you while you get out of this crisis. Cause crisis doesn't last forever. It could last hours. It could last weeks. But if we don't we talk about it or we don't have these outlets, we don't know. Um, but that's, that's really what's important about this is that we need to have a spot and beat your chest like, hey, this is what we do. Tell the world, you know, uh, these are the things I'm excited about. All these guns come with this card and this box, and they have all these great screenings. Go there. Uh, It it doesn't make you a weirdo. It doesn't make you a crazy person. It doesn't make you responsible like a 2A owner to talk about your own mental health as well or or ask people about theirs, you know. Well, that's, that's really great, uh, Michael. Um, as our listeners probably have noticed, this is probably one of the longest episodes we've had. But I really feel that it's, this is kind of really important information. But uh, we'll kind of start wrapping things up now. Can you tell our listeners again where they can find more information out about Walk the Talk America? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, WTTA.org, uh, walktalkamerica.org or walktalkamerica.com. Uh, you could also go to our social media. Uh, like I said, I, I'm on social media under Michael Sedini. Everybody can find me there, but Walk the Talk US, and that's on Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. And obviously, you know, Rob Pincus, uh, he is a very active board member working on Walk the Talk all the time. So between the three outlets or the, you know, the organization and the two humans, um, you could always contact us if you need something. Um, I'm easy. And, you know, I know that we had an issue where I didn't see your message for a little bit and I apologize for that. Um, so I want to put it out there for anybody that ever sends a message and it doesn't get answered. Just keep beating on the door because one of us is going to answer and it, it, we didn't ignore it on purpose. Uh, it's always something where we didn't see it or somebody didn't see it. So um, and we're easy to talk to. If you have any questions, let us know. Um, I do this full time now. So, <laughs> you know, that, that's a, that's a big commitment on your part, Michael, to, uh, you know, leave your paying job to being, uh, you know, full-time on a, you know, nonprofit 503C and, you know, g going ahead because you're blazing new trails every day. So my hat's really off to you on that. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Well, that's I, I better, I better be right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. We've got a few requests for our loyal listeners. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, do so. So you never miss an episode. Tell our instructors about our podcast and the other concealedcarry.com podcast, the Not Your Average Gun Girl podcast, and the concealedcarry.com podcast. Visit our sponsor, Firearm Trainers Association, at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor coverage. Being a responsible instructor means having a coverage, and remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off. Leave us a comment on Google Play, iTunes, or on our website at firearmtrainerspodcast.com. If you have any input, questions, or feedback, please email us at ftp at concealedcarry.com or leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Google Play. Remember, we bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun ownership more knowledgeable. Remember, make a difference and reach out to someone today who might be having difficulties and be the difference in their lives and tell them about Walk the Talk America. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.